Hello everyone and welcome to my first ever podcast. This would be a podcast about the music, the people, the shows, and just about anything I grew up with really. Uh, I thought I'd start today's podcast off by talking about the first Offspring album, uh, titled The Offspring, which was released in June 1989. The album originally had 11 tracks, Jennifer Lost the War, Elders, Out on Patrol, Crossroads, Beheaded, Tehran, A Thousand Days, Blackball, I'll Be Waiting, and Kill the President. I'll Be Waiting was originally released in 1986 as a single, a single that the band financed and released themselves under a bootleg label. I think it was a bootleg label anyway, I don't know if it was actually legit. Uh, so the track Kill the President wasn't received well initially on release. Uh, Wally George destroyed a copy on national TV meaning there are only 4,999 copies of the original version left. The album would not be reissued again on CD until after the success of Smash in 1994, which led to the self-titled and Ignition albums being reissued the following year. Issues after 2001 do not contain the track Kill the President, and I have no way as to why that was removed. Uh, many have speculated because it was 9-11, but... It was removed in June 2001, which leads me to believe that 9-11 had nothing to do with it. Frontman Dexter Holland has apparently stated it was removed to avoid legal pressure falling on the record label and the band. Uh, I would believe this as Kill the President was a very provocative song, as I've said before. It wasn't received well initially on release. The other 10 songs are just as good as each other. My favourite song would be I'll Be Waiting followed by Jennifer Lost the War, Tehran, and Crossroads, respectively. I do like Beheaded, though. It was written by Dexter Holland and the former uh, off-screen drummer James Lilja. They apparently cracked up when they were writing it. That's I think it was meant to be a funny song, but I don't know. Some people will probably find it offensive, especially today. Um, <clears throat> uh, I remember when I first got this album, I would not long become a fan of The Offspring. The first album I'd actually heard was Smash, or the first studio album anyway, the first Jay Offspring CD that I heard was Greatest Hits, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, the first album, as I said, I heard was Smash, and I was on the internet one day, and that's when I found out about Ignition and the Offspring, which came before it. My mother went to JB Hi-Fi in 2007, I think it was 2007, it was probably very late 2007. And she pre-ordered, she ordered a copy of it for me from the States. Uh, I came home from youth group one day and there it was. I noticed that there were only 10 tracks and I heard that there were 11. I was wondering about that and that's how I found out about the removal of Kill the President. Personally, I like Kill the President. It's not meant to, it's meant to be satirical. It's not meant to be actually telling people to go and kill a president. Uh, if anyone took that too literally, uh, that's on them, not the band. Uh, I'm not a fan of the reissue cover art, though. I love the original cover art from 1989, which is done by Mad Mark Rude. I think he might have been a friend at the time of the band, but I'm not sure. Um, <clears throat> it took me 10 years to even find an original cassette. My original cassette was given to me by Jason McLean, who was a friend of the band, and has worked on them on Come Out and Play, Keep Them Separated. I think he might have done Pretty Fly for a White Guy as well, but don't quote me on that. And he's been close with the band for 
Wow, oh, coming up to 30 years. That's right, people. Smash is 27 this year. But enough about Smash. Uh, we're here to talk about the self-titled album. Personally, I don't see why people don't like it. I think a lot of fans just dismiss it because it's not Smash. And just because it's not Smash doesn't make it a bad album. I mean, I think it's a perfectly fine entry point to the offspring. Well, it's the entry point to the offspring if you think about it, because it's the first offspring album there ever was. I don't think if it hadn't been for that album, we would have had Ignition or Smash. Keep in mind, too, that when this album was being made, the offspring were just kids. They were in their early to mid-twenties, mostly. Um, I think Ron Welty, the drummer, was the youngest. He was about, he would have been about, uh, 1989, so he would have been about 18 when the first album came out. So, you have to keep that in mind when listening to 80s offspring. They were just kids. They had, they didn't know what would sell and what wouldn't. They were just kids having a good time. And that's what music should be about. It should be about having a good time and not so much what the record company wants. But, in a perfect world, that's not what music is, that's what music would be about. But unfortunately, we don't live in a perfect world, and many think that The Offspring kind of sold out after Americana. I'll get to that in a later podcast, but I don't personally think that's the case. I think that was years later. Okay, I'm waffling on about later Offspring albums here. Um, so apparently Noodles was a, was a janitor uh, when the band was starting out, and they recruited him, allegedly, so that he could buy alcohol for them, as though on. Most of them were underage. I think Noodles is probably the oldest member. Uh, don't quote me on that. I'm not entirely sure. I'm just going off what I've read on the internet and various forums over the years. Now, my problem with the original, with the reissue, sorry, cover art of the Offspring album is, it's not, it's not bad, but it's not what you'd associate with early Offspring. I mean, the Mad Mark Rude cover, yes, it was offensive. Uh, yes, that's what led to the album not really being picked up by stores. Actually, I have no idea how people got the album back in 1989. Uh, I'm assuming they wrote to the band or were friends of the band, mostly, and then the band would just send out the copies. I, believe it or not, didn't know that there was a cassette copy of the original version until... Oh, when did I find out about the original cassette copy? 10 years ago, maybe? About that? So, I always thought it was only released on vinyl in 1989, and it just blew my mind when I found out that there was an original cassette copy. Jason McLean, who I mentioned earlier in this podcast, actually sent me a copy of the original self-titled cassette in March last year. Might have been a bit before that, but that's when I got the tape, because that's when uh, shit was kind of starting to get real with... COVID and pandemics and all the rest of it, but I got my original cassette in March last year. I think it might have been a week or so before my 28th birthday too. So yeah, thanks for the birthday present, Jason. Um, <clears throat> I must admit, ever since I got said original copy on cassette, I've played that more than the reissue because I favour the cover art, which isn't a bad thing. And the cassette, and I think there's a bootleg CD of the 89 version, they have a bonus track, a bonus 12th track called Hey Joe, which is a cover song of a song from the 70s. I 
personally prefer this version to the version that's on the Baghdad EP. But again, we'll talk about the Baghdad EP uh, maybe next podcast if I'm doing the album and EP releases in chronological order. Keep in mind, I'm probably going to miss the Club Me and Piece of Americana EPs because if I don't have the EP, I can't review it. But again, story for another day. Um, I I personally can't get enough of this earlier offspring, so sort of self-titled Smash. And uh, I I understand people not wanting to necessarily hear the first album because it's not what they associate with the offspring. A lot of people just associate the offspring with the later albums that came out in the nineties because they were the big albums. Just because something is big doesn't mean it's necessarily better than the littler albums. Uh, Ignition, which we'll get to in a couple of podcasts, that got a bigger following, and then Smash just blew up. More on that later. Um, I I think I listened to the Offspring self-titled more than any other Offspring album. And no, I'm not a fanboy that thinks the new album isn't going to be as good because it's not the early Offspring. I have the newer album ordered on cassette. I will get to that. What album is this? 10? And if I'm doing the Baghdad EP after this, 11 weeks. Maybe. It depends on when I get it. Because I have it on pre-order. So, yeah. Story for another day. Um, so, The Offspring embarked on a self-finance tour to promote this album. I think they went mainly around California. I'm not sure. I just know what I read on the internet. And Noodles got stacked. I can't remember if this is at a show or somewhere else, but yeah, during this tour, Noodles got stabbed. So that put the end to the tour, which, well, okay, for a punk rock band, they're just starting out, it's it's publicity, put it that way. I don't know if any of the media would have picked it up because they were relative, they were, well, let's face it, they weren't relatively unknown, they were very unknown then. So, yeah, and then Ignition was come was recorded in 92, but before that, they obviously released the Baghdad EP, which I will get to in the next podcast. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a good night and listen to some good music.